This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal Transfer Show, bringing you all up to date with all the latest going on in the world of Arsenal. News, not just transfers, but also the latest news as well as we continue to bring you these shows at 8 a.m. UK time every single day so that you can make them part of your morning routines. If you haven't done so already, when you join the video, you click that like button, you hit subscribe if you haven't done so already. You make sure the notification, notification bell, the notification bell is turned on. I don't know, I've gone northern again. Um, make sure you hit that notification bell and then, uh, yeah, we'll move forward and towards the next. I'm going to be able to stop doing that accent now. It's going to be ridiculous. Anyway, snap, snap out of that. Let's go into the main news for today. Uh, do go subscribe to the Arsenal way, if you haven't done so, uh, is certainly a channel that you should be subbed to because we're bringing you even more transfer content over there. Myself and Umar had a really good chat about Vlaovic and Artur and Top 4 and Arteta uh, all on the channel yesterday, more, uh, yesterday midday-ish, I think it was. And as in, it's been a really kind of good reaction to that show. So if you haven't already checked it out, uh, please make sure... You do. Good morning to everybody in the chat box. How are we getting on, Matt G? We've got joining us, always dropping in with that first message. He's just on the he's on the nose with it, on the nose, waiting for that to be ready to jump in there and say good morning to Stevie, to Jose, to Robin, Paul, Mo, John C. Liam. Good morning to all of you guys. Alastair, Half South African, Colin, Jonathan, Anthony. Uh, we've got Caps Adama. We've got G Norburn. We've got uh, Ginger Guna. We've got Dean, Michael, Puria. Uh, let's scroll down a little bit more. Sorry if I'm missing your names. There's so many of you. Uh, James, is Tom gluing his beard on? No, but it is gradually growing back, James, thankfully. Arun, Jason, uh, Dana, we've got Kai, we've got Titus, uh, Manu, we've got... <laughs> yeah, I really shouldn't try and do... I'm not even trying to do Northern accents. When I lived up North for three years, sometimes it just it just slips in. I, I, can't, I can't help it. It just happens. And uh, yeah, it's really embarrassing. Anyway, let's move on to the first story of the day. Uh, if I throw over to the next slide. 
regarding uh, Micah Richards, of course, this is the transfer show, but we do cover Arsenal news as well. And I did want to give a massive shout out to Micah Richards. If you haven't seen his breakdown yesterday on uh, Sky Sports, talking about how everyone just kind of wants to put the boot in on Arsenal uh, and talk about Arsenal in a negative fashion. Uh, he really called everyone out on that. So fair play to Micah Richards on that. And uh, I, I did not want to let that go uh, unnoticed. Uh, even Graham Souness did speak briefly kind of about how everybody would, every club would do kind of what Arsenal have done at that moment. So maybe some people are coming to their senses. Jamie O'Hara. Um, moving on anyway. <laughs> moving to the next one. Nicolas Pepe scored in Ivory Coast 2-2 draw yesterday. Very... Uh, Nicolas Pepe style goal, uh, right hand side, lovely finesse, low shot into the bottom left hand corner, really nice finish. Ivory Coast looked like they're probably going to be going through. Um, I know they need to pick up uh, some stronger results to, to go all the way with other other teams, other nations considered better uh, than the Ivory Coast in the competition. But Pepe proving there very much so that uh, he's an integral part of that team. Um, despite the fact it was a little bit of a disappointing result. I think they did draw in like the last final seconds of the game, but they should be winning their last group game and going through to the knockout stages. However, Partey may not. Um, if Morocco and uh, I think it's Gabon uh, draw their last game, it could not garner out the competition. And therefore, Thomas Partey would return much earlier than anticipated. But we will have to wait and see. Moving on to the main transfer news of the day. Firstly, Tyrese John Jules, uh, our young striker that, of course, uh, is on loan at Blackpool, is in discussions with Arsenal about cutting short that loan. He's really kind of struggled uh, at Blackpool, hasn't scored any goals, I don't even think, in the league anyway, in his 11 appearances so far. They'll be looking to try and loan him out somewhere else, probably to League One, drop him down a stage and, and see if he can get money more minutes there. Or maybe he'll be brought back into the under-23s to try and reacclimatize to uh, the Arsenal environment. But it's not going too well for Tyrese John-Jules, but discussions are underway about bringing him back uh, in this January window to either stay with the under-23s like we have done with Nikolai Moller, for instance, or we'll be sending him on loan somewhere else. Uh, now, Yuri Tielemans continues to be linked to Arsenal. We brought you this news uh, as a little bit of an exclusive about a week ago, and I had my chat with Ben Jacobs, who revealed on the show that Arsenal and Arteta in particular do admire Yuri Tielemans. And a few days later, you started to see reports creeping through uh, the media that Arsenal would be considering a deal for Yuri Tielemans during this January window. I'm still very much of the expectation that Tielemans will move in the summer. It would take a monumental bid for Leicester to part with him during this winter period as they got obviously plans to try and push forward through uh, the Conference League and of course through to the top six if they can do to try and qualify for Europe next season, although they're having a little bit of a, a struggling start and midway point of the season as well. Um, and with Arsenal pushing towards kind of that main striker with a huge bid for a big striker, I doubt that they would be looking uh, to bring in Yuri Tielemans for the same kind of figure. Um, but if a deal doesn't happen for Vlaovic, maybe they'll go in hard for Tielemans. We'll have to wait and see. Now, speaking of Dusan Vlaovic, uh, Serbian striker, as is, the, as I mean, as a tradition now, even after the window closes, I think we're just going to have to turn this show into the honorary Dusan Vlaovic daily transfer update show. According to uh, Correa della Sierra, Arsenal submitted a 60 million euro, uh, I think it was up to 70 million euro, in fact, uh, bid for the player, 58 million pounds, which also included Lucas Torreira in the deal as well. 
Arsenal are expected to hopefully hear back from this bid. Fiorentina continuously are reported to be very open to getting a deal done for Dusan Vlaovic during this window. They kind of want done with this situation, supposedly. The problem, as has remained continuously, and I will keep bringing this up every single day throughout the <laughs> every single time we do this, is that the agent remains the biggest problem, the biggest stumbling block, the biggest hurdle that Arsenal, Edu in particular, needs to overcome with Dusan Vlaovic. But the bid has supposedly gone in, and hopefully in the next 48 hours or so, we should really, hopefully, find out a little bit more about this deal. Um, but again, it does certainly remain uh, the focus of Arsenal's efforts this window. And uh, I just, I'm so surprised that uh, people in the chat, who is this guy? Who, who is this guy on this screen? People are struggling to remember who he is. <laughs> if that's not a joke, I judge you massively so. Anyway, let's move on to our, I believe, our penultimate story of the day. And the Arsenal deal for Artemelo is looking decreasingly likely. Um, it is not looking uh, good uh, for Arsenal's situation of Artemelo. This has turned very, very quickly. Uh, what once believed to be a very kind of Rapid move for the player with Arsenal stepping up their efforts to try and sign the Juventus midfielder. Juve are really standing firm on this. In particular, Massimiliano Allegri is standing very firm on this, it seems. Juventus are struggling to kind of identify who they would bring in as a replacement when they don't have to bring in anyone as a replacement. They can just hold on to Artur. The player was open to a move. The player was certainly open to joining Arsenal on loan. But if Juventus want to keep hold of him, there's not really much that he can do about that, unfortunately. Um, and therefore, Artur looks much more likely to remain with Juventus until at least the summer, in which phase he maybe will move either somewhere else or will remain again with Juve with Arsenal looking at the likes of Yuri Tielemans. It's unlikely they would go back in for Artur. So what we can probably expect is from uh, today moving forwards is you'll probably see some different links to different midfielders as Arsenal begin to widen their search to bring in some midfield reinforcements. It does, as Joel says, really does kind of bring up that question about why on earth we let Ainsley Maitland-Niles leave on loan without bringing in someone as a replacement. It does seem even more strange considering how much the club are struggling to try and bring in a central midfielder this window. But Artur's move to Arsenal looks increasingly unlikely to happen during the January window. Things may change, though. We'll wait and see. And our headline story of the day, as exclusively reported by John Cross of the Mirror yesterday, Arsenal are said to be interested in signing Jed Spence from Middlesbrough, currently on loan at Nottingham Forest and, of course, played against Arsenal in their FA Cup victory over the Gunners, in which he pocketed Gabriel Martinelli. Now, I... It was very impressed with Jed Spence in that game, in that specific game. I personally have not seen him at all besides that game. And I know that a lot of people after that game were like, oh, we should sign that Jed Spence guy. Like, he looked really good. He could be a really good backup to Takahiro Tomiyasu. And look, I get that. The problem is, is that I don't think he is consistently anywhere near as good as what that game suggested. And that's coming from someone who hasn't seen him, but has spoken to people who watch him on a regular basis. In fact, I've got an article coming out a little bit later on today over on football.london. Make sure you're following us over at the Guna Talk TV and myself at Tom Canton Media, and you'll be able to see that article pop up on your timelines. Um, all around kind of the insight about Jed Spence, who he is, why he wouldn't be 
the right kind of player for Arsenal to target coming from the perspective of people or someone in particular who has actually watched him. Um, and uh, I look forward to bringing you that. I'm not going to give too much away about the article because I'd like you to read it. Um, but obviously it's a deal that I think is, as uh, I saw a comment in the chat from Dirks, it's a very reactionary kind of move. I hope that Arsenal really kind of consider this one um, and in, in the sense that don't just consider it on one game really look at the player over the course of, you know, a whole season, several seasons. Is he improving? Is he getting better? The thing is, he can't even play for Arsenal this season. As far as I'm aware, um, because he's on loan from Middlesbrough and has played for Middlesbrough and Nottingham Forest, he can't play for three teams in one season. So he couldn't even play for us this year. So we would only be able to sign him and then loan him back to Middlesbrough, in which case he would then join up with Arsenal in the summer. I don't think that's a smart move. If we're going to buy a right back, you're going to do it during this window to play during this like this season to back up Tomiyasu, which I don't even think we need to do, by the way. I'm not of the opinion we need to sign a right back. I think that we've got this nice kind of dynamic going on at the moment with Tomiyasu. I think Chambers can cover there for now. I think Saliba returning in the summer, that kind of hybrid centre-back, right-back role that Tomiyasu plays is perfect for the style of football that Saliba has played at Marseille and has played at right back himself, as I've brought up, as I've written about as well. I wouldn't be spending money on that right back position that we don't need to when we've got much greater needs in other areas of the pitch. So that's kind of why I want to see this one put to bed and uh, we don't need to go for Jed Spence. But as I said, there's an article coming out a little bit later on today that will give you a lot more context about why I feel the way I do uh, now about the player and the perspective of those that actually have genuinely watched him this season and before as well. But there's the link. Arsenal interested in Jed Spence, supposedly according to John Cross of the Mirror. And uh, we'll be looking to try and sign him in this winter window and then send him back on loan to Middlesbrough because he won't be able to play for Arsenal this season. And that is all of the news, which means we move into the chat box and go through your questions for the next 20 minutes or so. So if you do indeed have any questions for the chat box, throw them in now and we'll be going through as many of them as feasibly possible. Okay, let's do it. Hey, let's jump into the chats. Let's see where we are. Justin says, click the like button, people. 750 watching and only 80 likes. Tom does this for us every morning. Show him some love. Thank you, Justin. Really appreciate that kind comment. If you could drop a big press on that like button, I really would appreciate it. Shows that commitment. And uh, yeah, a lot of hard work goes into putting on these shows and making them every morning. Get up early, get the breakfast in, make the thumbnail, check the news, collate all the slideshows, put it together, put on the show. Let's drop a like and show the appreciation. A massive support on yesterday's show. Show went mad yesterday. There was over 20,000 of you tuned in. So thank you for everyone that continues to support the channel. Um, and if you're telling your friends and they're coming along and watching it, even better for it as well. Arsenal Legends says, to be honest, I don't think we're going for a midfielder, to be honest. We've got, what, two games before the end of January. And if Partey comes back early, we wasted the whole window for what? We were never in for them. I do think we've been in for midfielders. We've definitely been in for midfielders. I don't think it's actually a waste of time, even if we go for a midfielder with Partey and Elneny returning as well. I think it's going to help us through the rest of the season. With COVID, with injuries, stuff can happen very quickly. I think we need depth and suspension now as well with Granite Xhaka too. If we can sign a midfielder, 
we definitely, definitely should. Peter says, do you think Arsenal are playing it cool with the transfer offers? Because if we get Vlaovic, etc., in too early, our top four rivals will have time to react and bolster their squads. I don't think so, Peter. I think the clubs all around us have got their own plans anyway. I doubt that Arsenal's business in regards to signing Vlaovic would spark them into kind of any reaction. They will have their plans of what they want and need to do, whether or not Arsenal sign anyone. So I don't think that's... But it's a nice theory, but I don't think that's the case. Uh, DVN says, in your view, what would a successful window look like at the end of the month? Good morning from New York City. Thank you for joining me at a silly time in the morning. <laughs> um, I think a successful window is bringing in two players. The striker position, if it's Vlaovic, great. If it's someone else, great. Look, I'd consider a successful window bringing in two players in those positions. I'm not going to say specific names because if it's not Vlaovic, it still needs to be someone. A successful window is still making sure that we strengthen that striker or if it's a loan move for a Luka Jovic, for instance, that still to me shows that we, if we couldn't get our main target, we've got backups, we've got contingencies and we can go through and bring in someone else to give us the strength that we need. An unsuccessful window is obviously not bringing in anyone. An unsuccessful window is not strengthening in those two key areas of midfield and striker. That's what an unsuccessful window is. So a successful window would be strengthening in midfield and at striker with obviously players that are going to give us some amount of quality in return. You don't want to buy anyone, but it is important that we make sure we strengthen those two key positions on the field. Ben Kipsia says, Tom, though at the time I thought he misbehaved and was wrong, Genduzi should for his team, but the time Xhaka has let this team down as a senior figure is not learning from his mistakes is far worse um, I do think there are there are two different examples. I don't like Granit Xhaka on a personal level and I haven't done ever since that time at Crystal Palace. I've appreciated a lot of what he's done in a positive footballing sense, kind of separate those two facts. But Genduzi is a separate factor for me. Genduzi isn't coming back. Genduzi will remain with Marseille. Even with their transfer ban, they can still sign him because he's got that option clause in his contract on the loan deal. So don't Get your hopes up about him returning. Marseille will still be able to activate that loan clause in his contract, just like Chelsea did with Matteo Kovacic. But he just doesn't fit what Arteta wants. And I'm fine with that because Arteta's bringing in players that are making a huge impact to the team. He's not made all the best decisions in the world. And we didn't sign a midfielder in the summer and they extended Granit Xhaka's contract. Hopefully we can still get a good deal for Granite Xhaka in the summer if Roma are still interested. Let's scroll down the chat a bit more because I know there's a lot of questions coming in a lot earlier down the chat. Vinny says, Tom, is that a glass full of Tottenham tears? Yes, it's not. It can't. There's there's not enough in here to represent Tottenham's tears, unfortunately, Vinny, but uh, it's a good representation, mate. Um, let's go to 360 David, who says, uh, with the shambles that's happening at United with unhappy players, would you take Henderson and Wan-Bissaka? I don't know why Henderson would want to leave United in a backup role to move to Arsenal in a backup role. I, I assume he would want to leave for somewhere he's going to play regularly. And no, I wouldn't take Wan-Bissaka. I think he's a decent player, but he's not going to come in and play backup to Tomiyasu. And he's not better than Tomiyasu. So no, I wouldn't take either of those two. Man United players that I would take, I'd be tempted to try and go in for, I mean, obviously like the likes of Mason Greenwood, but they're never going to leave. Uh, and they're not going to be able to sell them for Arsenal. I'd be tempted to go in for a Donny van der Beek to see if you can kind of get that deal done. He'd be a really good midfield enforcement. I think he's been misused, misunderstood at Man United. Uh, I like their young guys like Alanga, Ahmad Diallo. They look really interesting players too. I don't think you're going to be able to sign anyone though, really, realistically. 
from Arsenal. Um, John says, is there a way through YouTube to electrocute people who don't click the like button? That's very dark, John. I, no, if, if you don't want to click the like button, you don't have to. I'm not going to force anyone to click the like button, John. But, you know, if if you want to show your appreciation, please. That's very dark, John. Very dark indeed. Carl says, Tom, on the subject of right back, how would you personally feel if Mikel, we are back on the first team names again, rotated Saliba and Tommy in both positions next season? I think that not bringing in a right back opens up the opportunity for Saliba to kind of, you know, make some different positions in the team, his own. I think he can make that right back Tomiyasu hybrid style role a competition with Tomiyasu. I think he can compete with uh, with Ben White and Gabriel. I think there are lots of different options for Saliba. No 20 or 21-year-old comes back into this team and is entitled to start for Arsenal. None. Not There's no player that's bigger than the club. They have to earn their right to get into the team. They have a, had a really good loan spell at Marseille and continues to do so. But he has not been... He's not entitled to start for Arsenal. He has to earn it. He has to fight for it. So let's see what happens. John just says, what happened to those you links with a young man from Bologna? Matthias Svanberg is the guy that you're on about. Uh, they came out from a very kind of local Italian newspaper. El, uh, I think it was El Risto uh, that did it in the first point, I think. I might be wrong. Um, and they've gone very quiet still. Arsenal do have an interest in him. He is kind of someone they're tracking, but... It's gone quite quiet since they've been looking at other players. But if I was Edu and we can't get Artur, Matthias Fanberg would be a very, very good option, in my opinion. As would uh, Ricci or Ricci at uh, Empoli, really interesting Italian player as well. Uh, Ty Gunasaurus says, who deals with agents, Edu or Garlic? Uh, as far as Moet, they both will do negotiation, discussions. I think Garlic is more club-focused. So he speaks with kind of the executives at the club. Edu will be more of the contacts through the agents and will have his kind of black book of, of contacts. So I think that Edu's more agent. Garlic is a more club-based negotiation and also player-based as well. So when Garlic comes to discuss things with the player as well, I think he will also be in that. But I think they share responsibilities in certain areas, but uh, Edu does the bulk of things as far as I'm aware anyway. Um, Daniel says, according to the bookies, Vlaovic is five to four to be an Arsenal player after January. I mean, we are the lead team for him. It's not surprising the odds are that low. Uh, he's very heavily linked to the club. I don't think that gives you any indication about how likely it is. I still think it's very 50-50 at this stage. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, James says, hey, Tom, have you seen that Granite Xhaka got sent off for being the last defender or denying the goal-scoring opportunities where he got sent off for? Don't you think the VAR should have sent the ref to check the instant? Yeah, I think he should. I think he should have been sent to check where the position of Ramsdale and the position of Ben White was and the touch of Jota. He didn't have to send him off in that moment. A lot, a lot of people feel, a lot of people feel he should have been sent off and it was a straight red. I still think there's an argument to suggest it wasn't a clear goal-scoring opportunity. Um, so it's just my view on things. Uh, let's scroll that. Stop spamming the chat box. <laughs> I will not read out your comments if you're spamming the chat box. Um, let's go to uh, uh, Benny says, I clicked the like button. I don't want to get electrocuted. <laughs> I did not say this. John, what have you started? <laughs> deary, deary me. Uh, let's go to Anne says, Ornstein reporting that Abamyang will be coming back to Arsenal early due to the reported heart issues. Love to him and his family. Hope he gets better soon absolutely can only echo those words um they discovered a minor heart issue it was told that it was not serious but he's not expected to play uh anymore throughout this window or rather throughout this uh tournament so it's not surprising that he has 
indeed returned. Uh, I'm just going to give a quick click on this article just to see if there's any big news that I've missed during this that isn't uh, anything other than to do. Uh, Marseille appeal fee for sanctions. Uh, so in regards to Genduzi, doesn't look like there's any news on that specifically. Uh, no, it doesn't. So there's no other news besides Aubameyang uh, returning from uh, the African Cup of Nations. So that was that. Let's go to Bulgarian Guna. If you could splash the cash for only one of the two this month, who would you go for? Tillemans or Vlaovic? Vlaovic, we need a striker as more of a priority, in my opinion. Um, SH says, stop with that Xhaka argument. It's a red all day, sadly. I just disagree. I don't agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's harsh. I think that the Ramsdale gets to the ball before Jota does, and so therefore it's not the denial of a goal scoring opportunity. Uh King says, Tom, will Arsenal sign any player this window and who? I'm really hopeful, King, that we will. Like, even like I don't want to say it's going to be this player or this player, because it's impossible for me to say yes or no, but I am confident that Arsenal will bring in reinforcements. I think there would be a it would be absolutely a huge missed opportunity to to not sign anyone. A huge missed opportunity to not sign anyone during um, this window, especially when we are so close to trying to push for that top four position. Adam says, Tom, how many games has Saliba played at right back? So it's really difficult to just go like he's played X amount of games because the way in which Jorge Sampaoli, uh, or Jorge Sampaoli, whoever you want to pronounce it, um, plays, he asks players to play different roles throughout the season. If I just jump onto... Uh, y scout quickly i can get you up some more accurate stuff so for instance in the 1-1 draw against Lille, saliba played center back left center back and right center back uh, against strasbourg he played right back he played uh, and right center back i think i can actually filter this down to just the right back role as well so he has played this season uh He's played twice uh, this season at right back for Marseille. He played against Mets and he played against Strasbourg. When he played against Mets early in the season, he played a whole half of football uh, on that right back position for Marseille. He completed two successful dribbles, 100% successful dribbles in that area, won three out of six of his duels. In terms of his crossing, let's have a look at his crossing statistics. Uh, he crossed the ball three times. Two of them were successful, which is pretty darn good. Two passes into the final third, both successful. One pass into the box. Definitely successful, 100% passing accuracy. Like he had a very successful stint in that right-back role when he played in that game against Mets. So, look, I think that the way in which Arteta wants our right-back and Tommy Asu to play, that style of hybrid position that Saliba has played for Marseille on more than one occasion, I think is something that we would definitely look at with some intrigue and interest. But we'll have to wait and see. Um King says he also played right back at Saint-Étienne. I don't know off the top of my head, but uh, I trust King that you're right in that one. Um, did you see, says Liam, since Xhaka joined Arsenal, he's posted 19 apologies to social media. I'm not surprised, to be honest, at all. Desi says, uh, if we make Champions League and get Vlaovic and Gimoraes in January, we need Koulibaly, Basuma Sterling and Gnabry in the summer to challenge for all trophies. Look, I think you're a little bit fanciful with the idea of going for those players. I also think Koulibaly's stock has dropped significantly since a couple of summers ago. Gimoraes, I'd definitely be pushing for. Basuma, I mean, obviously there's a, a lot of social issues surrounding him allegedly at the moment, which would need to be sorted out and confirmed before we you know, jump on that train again. Sterling, I don't know if Sterling's going to leave. If he does, I would be very open to that. Gnabry, similar. If he's open to leaving and they are in discussions about his contract to Bayern Munich, 
That's not concluded yet. They've just given Kingsley Common a, a massive deal. So if they can now not afford to bring in Gnabry, we should definitely be definitely looking at bringing in Serge Gnabry if we can do. And who knows? He maybe would be able to do it. Cap Saliba is a centre-back. He absolutely is. That's where his natural position is. However, he has played in multiple positions for um, uh, for Marseille, including left centre-back, sweeper, right centre-back, right back. He's played all over the back line for Marseille this season. And that's why I wouldn't be going out and signing a backup right back. because I think that we've got some good options and routes for Saliba into the team as well. Stephen says, with Chelsea's form, is third up for grabs this season? I absolutely think, Stephen, that maybe not third, but I have a weird feeling that Chelsea are going to get drawn into this top four race. Let's see how that goes down. I don't want to get our hopes up about Chelsea dropping more points. I would love it. Absolutely. I'd, I'd love it. I'd love it if we beat them. <laughs> it would be great to see Chelsea fall into this race after they were so arrogant about the title race. It would be so sweet to see them fall in, but we'll have to wait and see. Andreas says, any news on who would be our next midfield target with Artur looking unlikely? Andreas, not at the moment. I'm expecting with the Artur situation looking unlikely that you're going to see some links pop up in the next 48 hours or so. I imagine that Edu is going to move quite quickly to move from one target to another. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that we see Matthias Svanberg's links reappear. Bruno Gimaraes, I just don't think is realistic during this window. I hope it, I, I wish it was. I just don't think it is. I don't think Leon are going to be accepting anything underneath a huge figure for him. So I just I just don't think that's going to be a realistic move for us during this window. Um, we're going to wrap up very shortly. So if you've got any final questions for the chat, what's wrong with my hair this morning? It's weird. It's got spikes. There we go. That's a bit better. <laughs> Get very self-conscious. Look at yourself on the camera. I stare at the camera, but I don't look at the screen. I look at the screen, you realize how weird you look for a second. Um Bata Ringaya says, which is ours yet? Somebody help me. I, who? Which which one is ours? I don't know. Um, signings? I don't know. I don't know what you're on about, uh, Bata Ringaya. I, I'm sorry. I can't help you. <laughs> More context, please. Uh, Gunner23 uh, says, Tom, thoughts on rumours about Ismail Banassa linked with Arsenal? I actually haven't seen these links, which is why I've not reported them. Let's have a quick look and see if we can find those links. Uh, two days ago from the hard tackle, uh, according to Fishahez. Well, I mean, that's why I've not reported on it because Fishahez are one of the most unreliable sources on the planet. Uh, and only when we see other outlets that are, you know, of relative credibility start reporting the same kind of lines do we talk about it. I don't think there's any, any chance of that. So sorry, mate. I think that's a very, very... Uh, uh, <laughs> very, very unlikely situation at the moment. Uh, is Tillemans likely for this window? Probably not, mate. Unfortunately, uh, they will ask for a huge fee and I think Arsenal are looking to invest heavily. The only way that I see in striker, the only way that I see Tillemans happen in this window is if Arsenal don't get Vlahovic and then have the financial capacity to shift that investment to midfield. Um, that's the only way that I would see uh, it happening. Uh, Robin says, as your guest told us, uh, I'm assuming this is Ben Jacobs, CBS Sports, the agent cannot go fully against the wishes of the player. Surely he has to be, uh, there has to be more hesitation or concern from the player as well. He absolutely can't, but what Vlaovic will be very aware of is that he has the whole world at his feet. He has so many options in the summer. He'll have so many teams after him. I don't blame, um, I don't blame Vlaovic for being you know, hesitant about any move because he's going to find a big move. He's going to get a big deal 
whatever happens. So I don't think you can be too judgmental of his hesitation about a possible move. Seb, do I think Saliba still has a place at Arsenal? Absolutely. The club has plans for him. The clubs are really very, very heavily interested in seeing what he can do. They're tracking him every single match. They've been to visit his games. Even Edu himself has gone to Marseille to watch Saliba play this season. The club are very, very much in the Saliba boat. So don't worry about that. Uh, Mickey says, what I see from Arsenal, especially in this window, is top four effort, but I'll be glad with Europa. I'd be happy with Europa, but I think that the Champions League is a real opportunity. What I wouldn't be happy about is if we signed Vlaovic and we just didn't progress forwards. Like If we sign a striker at the level of Vlaovic and a midfielder, the top four expectation does grow. We're not entitled to it, but the expectation would definitely grow at that stage, especially considering where we sit in the league right now. Uh, MFB says, if we fail, uh, where do you see us if we fail to bring anyone in this window? I would see us probably finishing fifth is what I would think. I think we probably finish fifth if uh, we end up missing out on any kind of signings uh, at all. But we'll have to wait and see what happens. Anyway, we're going to wrap things up there. I will be live on the Arsenal way. Uh, link in the description to the channel in an hour's time with myself, Bailey and Chris. I believe we're all going to be on this morning. I think a good more chat about transfer. So do join us in the chat box over there. And then this evening around eight o'clock, I think tonight, just let me double check on the time. Uh, it should have been tweeted out. It is eight o'clock tonight. I'll be joined, uh, or rather, I'll be joining uh, Mo and Lev and Shaheen over on the Arsenal way, as is tradition on Monday nights. So 8 p.m. UK time, the Arsenal Lounge, me, Mo, Shaheen and Lev, and then 9.30 this morning, so in just under an hour's time, on the Arsenal way with Bailey and Chris as well. So make sure that you've hopped over there and joined us too. Uh, let's nearly a thousand of you tuning in uh, this morning. So please, if you haven't done so already, please do drop a like on the video. If you're new to the channel, we do this show every single morning at 8 a.m., keeping you all up to date with all the latest Arsenal transfer news and Arsenal news as well. Looking ahead to the next game against Liverpool tomorrow. Uh, hopefully, uh, I'm pretty sure. I think it's all agreed and sorted, but I'll have to confirm. Uh, Andrew, aka Arsblog, will be coming along to the channel to have a good chat about the transfer window as well. And then we'll have the preview show too. So I think you may even get, there's a possibility, you may get three shows tomorrow on the channel. So make sure that you are subscribed to get all of that juicy goodness. I will see you in just under an hour's time on the Arsenal way. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you as always. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.